0: Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Hey BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum and today's episode is a classic from our archives. It was in fact the first BrainStuff episode I ever recorded back in 2017, which feels like it was about 32 years ago. I wanted to run this one again because with fall upon us here in the Northern Hemisphere and the trees starting to change colors and shed their leaves, one of our greatest enemies has reemerged, the leaf blower. Hey BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Ah, the sounds of autumn, the satisfying crunch of a crisp apple or fallen leaves under your feet, or the teeth-grinding noise of a leaf blower. Powered by electric or gasoline motors that propel air out of a nozzle to send leaves and grass cuttings flying, leaf blowers are probably the most villainized devices in the lawn care universe due to the noise that they emit. In the mid-1970s, when leaf blowers became ubiquitous in the United States, two California cities adopted early bans of the equipment— Carmel-by-the-Sea and Beverly Hills labeled the leaf blowers a noise nuisance and banned their use, a move that has been followed by hundreds of other cities across the United States to some degree. But what is it about leaf blowers that people hate? Is it the decibels? The constancy? Do leaf blowers pose real dangers to the health of users or others who happen to be within earshot? Increasingly, the answer appears to be yes to all of the above. Leaf blowers may send leaves and lawn clippings for a ride, but the gusts, which reach 180 to 280 miles per hour—that's about 290 to 450 kilometers per hour—also create a nose-clogging swirl of fungi, spores, herbicides, and microbes. The resulting dust is so aggravating to people with allergies, asthma, bronchitis, and other respiratory maladies that the American Lung Association recommends staying away from leaf blowers altogether. And then there's the air pollution Operating a commercial leaf blower for one hour emits as much smog-forming pollution as you would if you drove a recent mid-sized car, uh, say a 2016 Toyota Camry, from Los Angeles to Denver, which is about a 1,100-mile or a 1,800-kilometer trip. That's because most leaf blowers use two-cycle engines. They're lightweight and inexpensive, but they require a mixture of gasoline and oil to run. Unlike more complex engines, they don't have separate chambers for fuel and lubricants. When operated, the engine wastes approximately one-third of the combined mixture, releasing carbon monoxide, nitrous oxide, and hydrocarbons into the air. These three toxins are some of the main culprits in the air pollution from leaf blowers. Carbon monoxide helps form smog. Nitrous oxide is a prime ingredient in acid rain and has been linked to global warming. Hydrocarbons are cancer-causing organic compounds that also contribute to smog formation. Plus, Leaf blowers are noisy. How noisy are they? When you engage in conversation, that's a noise level of about 60 decibels, according to the Center for Hearing and Communication. If you're strolling on a sidewalk and a car goes by, that's about 70 decibels. A leaf blower, even at 50 feet or 15 meters away, can be up to 75 decibels. And right up close, that jumps well into the 90s. According to the World Health Organization, any noise above 75 decibels risks causing physical hearing damage. And then there's the mental toll. Misophonia is a relatively newly classified condition in which people are angered by particular sounds, like chewing or knuckle cracking. Although leaf blowers aren't mentioned in the diagnosis parameters, it stands to reason that misophonia may be related to people's dislike of the machines because they're extra sensitive to sound. Preliminary data shows that misophones' brains may have a hypersensitive connection between the auditory system and the limbic system, which is the part of the brain that's responsible for creating emotions. It's so much a part of life for misophones that they can be shocked when others don't feel or react the same way to certain noises. But being irritated by leaf blowers doesn't necessarily mean you're a misophone. Erica Walker, a doctoral student at Harvard University's Chan School of Public Health, discovered that it is far less irritating to create a sound than it is to hear it. In a survey of 1,050 residents in more than a dozen Boston neighborhoods, Walker found that the majority of respondents said they couldn't control or get away from noises like leaf blowers and they believed that no one really cared that it annoyed them. What's more, other research has shown that leaf blowers emit a low-frequency noise that penetrates through outer walls into homes and businesses in a way that some other noises, passing vehicles, for example, do not. However, leaf blowers have become an integral part of commercial lawn care. While a leaf blower may sound like fingernails across chalkboard to you, for the businesses that rely on them for a portion of their livelihood, it's probably music to the ears. Today's episode was written by L'Oreal Dove and produced by Tristan McNeil and Tyler Clang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico